You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Mike, I, I don't know what to make of this one because LeBron James <laughs> has, play, has been playing basketball in the NBA for 20 years. He's seen it all, been there, done that, four titles. He's about to become the all-time scoring leader in just a matter of probably days at this point. I mean, what, what else can you say? The, the accolades speak for himself. But he did something over the weekend that I find simply inexplicable. And to set it up, it was a great game between the Celtics and the Lakers. It was tied 105-105 with like three seconds left on the clock. LeBron goes in for the game-winning layup. Jason Tatum goes up to contest. And did he or did he not catch some wrists is the question that would have sent LeBron to the line for a game-winning free throw. And uh, this was Darvin Ham's reaction after LeBron quite literally – threw a temper tantrum on the court, slapping the court, going down on his knees, pleading with the ref, screaming and yelling up and down the court. And then his coach responded like this. I don't know. Got the, you know, the best player on earth can't get a call. It's amazing. I mean, you have to call a cat a cat. You know, you can't look at something and, and, and try to pretend it's not what it is. Uh, and he's a guy uh, that tried to play the right way, doesn't flop, um, plays downhill, plays a strong physical brand of basketball. Yeah, doesn't I, flop, I, huh? Yeah, yeah, I saw your eyes light up there okay. for our listening right. audience. Uh, All right. Le- LeBron has been known to, uh, much like his predecessors, enjoy the drama in the on-court theatrics. So what do you make of this whole situation? Well, first of all, it, like LeBron absolutely was fouled. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> I thought the whole Patrick Beverly thing with the camera was actually really funny. Uh, I mean, he absolutely was fouled. There's no doubt about it. The official uh, Eric Lewis, he admitted to it after the game. They missed it. Referees are humans. They're going to miss calls. We saw that all over the place in the NFL yesterday. Uh, the officiating in the conference championship games, both of them, were uh, was horrendous. Although I do think the uh, the call at the end, the the uh, late hit out of bounds on Mahomes, like you've got to yeah, call that. But let's put yeah. that aside. Yeah, Darvin Ham, who is, by the way, great guy, former Hawks assistant, loved him when he was here in Atlanta. Really, really nice guy. Glad he's getting a chance to be a head coach and with the Lakers. Uh, to insinuate that he's the best player in the world and he can't get a call, Darvin, come on. <laughs> come back. LeBron James. You could probably point to five or six calls a night that he gets that even Trey Young does not get. So let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. I know we're emotional because that was a very, very tough call, and it cost the Los Angeles Lakers the game, and the Lakers are kind of like the Hawks right now. Like, they're scuffling. 
They're trying to stay in that playoff mix. So every game is really, really precious, really, really important to them. Th- this notion, though, that, uh, you know, let's have a pity party for LeBron because he never gets a call, I, I think is a-, a bridge too far, at least for me. Now, you know, relative to that play, I thought Jeff Van Gundy had a really, really good comment on the TV broadcast, Chris. He said, what's the point of having replay in the NBA if they can't go back and fix such an obvious error? Sure. And that's absolutely true. Now, but the way the rules are written, you've got two problems. You can't challenge a no-call. So there, there would have been no way for Darvin Ham to challenge. The other problem, too, is you only get one challenge per game, and if you win the challenge, you don't keep it. Now, I get that. You And look, I'm someone who calls 82 NBA games a year and then comes back and works a day job the next day. Anything that can speed up the pace of play in the NBA is something I fully, fully support. It's an investment of time for fans. It's an investment of time for uh, you know people who have to work these games every night. So the faster we can make it go, the better. I think the season's too long. We've talked about that. Um, so I support anything that will keep the game moving. But if you're going to have replay, I don't think you should punish a coach for winning a challenge. You, you know, you've conceded with upholding the challenge that you got the call wrong. Why are you going to punish the coach by not giving him another challenge? I, that, to me, does not make sense. Uh, so I thought what Van Gundy said was was correct. The replay, the fundamentals of why we have replay in the NBA are one thing, but the way we're applying it isn't matching right now. And um, I think that's something the league's going to have to look at. Uh, they're not going to this year, but in the off season, they've got to look at that and fix it. So LeBron, uh, temper tantrum gets a pass because, damn it, the call should have been right. That was a heck of a tantrum, by the way. I mean, he looked like Boogie Cousins. Yeah, uh, you know, was, like I've, I've never really – we see him dispute – things he disagrees with but i've Not never like seen that. him like you know duke style slapping the floor you know in just utter shock and horror and disbelief over what just happened but you know i guess i'm good with it because it shows how much he cares shows how competitive he gets. like i guess i'm good with it. it it did come off as being a i guess a little bit immature but i don't know i mean I, i'd rather I'd rather see some emotion. I'd rather see him caring than just, you know, brush it off and, and get to the next play. So, uh, it, yeah, uh, but man, it was, <laughs> it was bizarre. That whole sequence was absolutely bizarre. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's kind of like the Hawks the other night against uh, who was it, Charlotte. I mean, there was a bad call at the end of the game that cost the Hawks the game. Yep. The league put it in the last two minutes report, but it didn't reverse the outcome. And uh, unfortunately, that's. That's what the Lakers are dealing with. Like, yeah, the league admitted it was the wrong call. We screwed up, but it's not going to change the outcome. No, and it's also not going to uh, take any salary cap relief away from Anthony Davis's contract. No. <laughs> which, uh, one, one quick thing before we get out of here. You mentioned the Hawks' West Coast trip. So anatomy of a broadcaster here. You have games that are now going to start around 10 p.m. Eastern every yeah. night this week. So you got to manage that. You got to manage your brand uh, manager duties. So 
what are what are we looking at here, Mike, in terms of sleep and rest yeah, and doing everything? It, it, these weeks are really, really tough. And my wife's funny. She's like, well, just work from home or go into work late. Like, I can't do that as brand manager. I've got to be here. So the the one fortunate thing about road games, Chris, is I can do road games from home. Mm-hmm. I have a, I mean, you've, you've dog sat for me. So, you know, I have a little home office upstairs. Um, you know, I, I will, uh, shoebox size modem, uh, that's called a Comrex. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically a modem where I can hit connect and I can talk over the air on the radio station. If someone brings me up back here at the studio and it sounds like I'm in the studio or, uh, in the case of a Hawks game, it sounds like I'm sitting next to Steve. It's perfect, you know, audio quality. So being able to do those games at home rather than having to go all the way out. I live in Doraville to go all the way out to Doraville and then have to come all the way back in. That really, really helps me maintain my normal schedule here at the office, because what I can do, I can work nine to five here. I'll probably be closer to maybe nine to four. Chris, don't be offended. You're, you're always here until, <laughs> seven. Uh, but I can work nine to, to maybe like four, four thirty here. I can drive home, I can take a nap, and then um, I can get up, have dinner, do the game, and then go to sleep. There is no way, unfortunately, the way uh, I am right now, just with doing three different jobs at once because I have Atlanta United going on now too, uh, you know, not being in really the best physical shape at the moment, there is no way I would be able to do a 10 o'clock game and stay awake through all of it if I did not get that nap. yeah. So the napping becomes really, really critical this week. The good news is it's really only two nights this week. It's Monday and Wednesday. You know, Friday they play at 9, and that's okay. It's, it, it's a Friday night. They play Saturday at 9. Again, that's okay. I don't have to come back to work the next morning. So I've really got to get through these Portland and Phoenix games. I mean, shoot. I, Chris, before you came to work here, I was doing Hawks at night and then coming back and working morning drive. Oh. And that I that literally almost killed me. And I Ooh. think I, I had to do that for like three or four years. And it oh. literally almost killed me. Like I remember there was a TNT game the Hawks played when they were pretty good in the Budenholzer era. They played a TNT game up at Portland. We didn't get off the air until almost two in the morning. And then I was back on here at six 20 in the morning that freaking killed me. Uh, so I'm glad those days are behind me. There are things I can do to make it a little bit easier, but um, you know, I'm still, as you said, I'm still needing to be here right now because we're working on a lot of really important things for the radio station. And I can't, I can't abandon my post, but this is what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they offered me the job, I was very, very adamant. I wanted to continue to do Hawks and Atlanta United because I really love doing those two things. So, like, just like with LeBron, no pity party for him. Don't have a pity party for me. This is what I signed up for. I love doing it. It's just, uh, you know, managing a little bit of sleep for the next couple nights, but it should be okay. That's why he's the head honcho, the tone setter, Mike Conti. And with that, a perfect segue to wrap up the latest edition of the off-air podcast follow him on twitter at mike conti 929 and i am at c thomas radio maybe more probing questions for mike into his sleep schedule personal (laughs) life in the next episode you must stay tuned